It's Thursday, July 20th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Busega, Uganda. And again today, I am privileged to have my brother from another mother, Pastor Raphael Kajubi, with us. And Pastor, we have just finished hosting a pastor's conference where we had over 40 pastors from the community come in and, and be a part of this conference. And we had our other brothers here, uh, Brother Brad Evangelista, who is the pastor of Cross Point in Columbus, Georgia, with us today. And, and Pastor James Sutton from Birmingham, Alabama, who's also a dear friend. And we've experienced a lot from equipping these pastors to traffic jams and going around the city and buying fans for the church. So it's been an interesting day, but a full day and a rich day, especially equipping these pastors. And and Brad, I, I want to go to you first because this is not your first time in Busega. This is your third time. And for several years, your church that you pastor, Cross Point in Columbus, has partnered with Unadopted and Busega and King Jesus Church and, and with the Deaf School. And just talk about that strategic partnership. And this is your second time even to equip these pastors and just what this means to Crosspoint and you personally. Well, what a blessing this partnership has been with King Jesus Church and Pastor Raphael. Four years ago, we sent a team, a youth group from our church to come do ministry at the Deaf School. And uh, the team came back and said, uh, Brad, you're going to love Pastor Raphael. You should go on next year's trip. And so I went three years ago, fell in love with this brother and and did just one day, I think, of a, of a kind of a short, condensed pastor's conference, just equipping the brothers, sharing about pastoral ministry. And then last year, we did a, a two-day conference, and uh, then we're here this year doing another conference, and, and our heart has grown. Uh, pastor Raphael said that Cross Point and King Jesus Church, it's like a few years ago, we were kind of yeah. dating, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, the Lord has just put us together, and we are in uh, just a wonderful partnership, and uh, what a blessing it has been for not only our youth group to serve the school, mm-hmm. but to come and to... Uh, to not for me to share, but also to learn from these these brother pastors here in Busega, and I'm so encouraged by the work, not only at King Jesus Church, but the influence that Pastor Raphael has amongst a whole community of pastors, mm-hmm. 20, 30 different churches. It's it's really quite amazing and very encouraging. Yeah, and uh, it was neat even the other night, Brad, as we were having the Bible study. I guess that was last time. Yeah. And to see how many of the leaders from the church appreciated the ministry you've had here and the partnership and how they certainly lean on their pastor, but encourage or so encouraged by the way you've encouraged him and poured into him. It's just a beautiful thing where we're learning together, growing together and partnering together. Uh, Not because we think that one has an upper hand, but Mm -hmm. because we both know that we're saved by grace, growing Mm -hmm. in this act of grace. And we're linking arms as brothers uh, on this journey. Well, James, we've known each other for several years now. And what a brother you've been to me, meeting on a monthly basis, encouraging me, sharpening me, uh, stretching me in areas. And uh, I dearly love this brother, James Sutton. And what a privilege it is to have him here. And he had just a tremendous time leading us in Bible study last night and then did a great job teaching and, and leading these pastors today. 
And uh, I know they appreciated his ministry, but James, just talk a little bit. This is your first trip to Africa and kind of what that means for you as an African-American man being in Uganda and, and, and being able to pour into these pastors. Just talk a little bit about what that means and the significance of that for you. Well, um, <clears throat> being an African-American and, and growing up in America, um, uh, coming to Africa has, has always been uh, something that I wanted to do, wanted to experience. And um, many African-Americans uh, want to connect with uh, their culture and uh, their original culture. And um, and coming to Uganda has has kind of been a way to do that. I haven't done an Ancestry.com, so I don't know where <laughs> my, my people are from Uganda. But, uh, you know, like most African-Americans in America, we claim the whole continent uh, as, as all of our people. Uh, so it's been just a tremendous honor to be here uh, with the church and to see the city and the community and also help to train the pastors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you've been a blessing to them as Big well. Time. And I know tomorrow it's going to be neat because you're going to go to the African heritage of, of how Christianity has shaped this continent mm -hmm. and really encourage these pastors, which I think is something that's needed and accentuates yeah. what we've been trying to do in our partnership, mm -hmm. that Christianity wasn't exported from the United States. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure these pastors know that this is not a, a U.S. religion. Mm -hmm. This is a kingdom religion. Mm -hmm. Right. And so ah, I'm just so encouraged and grateful that I get to hear that from my brother, James Sutton. So, Pastor, I know that we've been talking about having this trip for a, a year and you wanted Brad to come back and for us to have some other pastors to be able to come back and equip these uh, 40, 41, maybe maybe even 50 tomorrow pastors. Talk yeah. about today and just how you saw some success from today and, and what your prayer is for tomorrow. I think, uh, I'll be like I've already said, the uh, key thing is uh, we all know the leading huge influence like King Fahd Foundation has in Bosega. And my question, you remember, seven, eight years ago, I kept talking, looking straight in your eyes and asked Abby, are we going to let Bosega be discipled by the King Fahd Foundation, mm. whose roots is right from Saudi Arabia, or we are going to trust God that the gospel mm. will influence Bosega and Bosega be discipled by believers who are right from Bosega, who are Bible-believing, and uh, uh, shaped by the power of the gospel. Mm. Uh, for me to see, for example, what is going on right now, not just only from the King Jesus Church, I love everything going on at King Jesus Church, the deaf school, but to see 30 plus churches that believe differently, mm. that were shaped by all kinds of uh, backgrounds in doctrine, come in agreement to a sound teaching of God's word on what should be preached, what is the gospel, you have zero idea what that means to me. Because um, exactly what I was asking you seven, eight years ago, I'm beginning to see the glimpses of uh, how a society, community like Musega, can be redeemed back from the hands of uh, millions of dollars from Saudi Arabia. We wouldn't compete with them on money and uh, paper money and dollars. But, I mean, there's zero competition between the, the faith of Christianity and Islam, uh, provided if the foundations are destroyed like scripture asks, what the righteous do is very, very paramount. Now that we are in action as a church, uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Tell everybody that's listening to this podcast, too. I think one of the things that encouraged me that I heard you say several years ago in Birmingham 
was that to really be able to, you know, bring the gospel to this community, you can't be scared away by the money and the resources and the power that's being put into the, the Islamization, I guess, of this community, but you have to be in their backyard. In that time, the times I've discussed with you, even while I was in Birmingham, I kept saying over and over and over again, I've seen over and over, every time Muslims come in a community, like it is with King Fad Foundation in Busega, Christians will pack up and go away. Mm. They will declare that as a dangerous zone, a very, let's, let's, let's escape for our lives, mm. for our children. For us to be able, one, to now have the property right next to King Fahad, mm. but we are doing the things we are doing healthily, normally, empowering churches, equipping pastors, uh, reaching out to the vulnerable children, like the deaf children that will never be reached in a Muslim uh, faith. I think that is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And exactly what we are seated here and someone listening to this podcast, that's exactly what that means. That we can sit here, a pastor like Brad from Columbus, or my brother James, or you yourself coming from the circles you're coming from in Birmingham, and we are sleeping right next to King Far. That is exactly what it should be. Right. And I know a big piece of that is equipping these pastors. Absolutely. So that they can know the Word of God, be able to handle the Word of God, be able to train their people in the Word of God so they can be equipped with the truth of the Bible, the truth of the Word, so that as as we are seeing right, Islam try to, to get its tentacles into this community, that this community can speak truth and know the gospel, not just as, again, a Western religion, but as a true relationship with the Father. And so, uh, Brad and James, you guys got to spend today talking about the Old Testament and true spiritual conversion and um, New Testament, just teaching how to teach the Bible. Would you both, Brad, first just give some feedback on kind of what you saw those pastors from the questions they asked and just by the ways you got to, to teach today, just some things you learned and some things you saw as successes today. Yeah, I was very encouraged by uh, the questions. I, I felt like the brothers there, the pastors, uh, understood uh, the gospel well and understood the role of the church and, and were really sharing their hearts with us about uh, the challenges they have in Uganda, which are, are very similar to challenges we have in the States in church culture, the, the easy believism, uh, the the cheap grace gospel, mm. uh, several of the pastors were pointing to that, and I, I felt like that they were uh, hearing and, and being encouraged by the things that, that we were sharing. And James, in particular, just did a wonderful job of, of helping the pastors there see Christ in the Old Testament and really just look at the Bible with a gospel-centered lens and how it all points to Jesus. And I could just see the pastors there just really uh, so encouraged and it really just an emotional response mm-hmm. to the truth that was being presented was very encouraging. And then to just the uh, the reception that they have to Pastor Raphael's leadership and friendship is very encouraging. Here's Pastor Raphael who's got a church that's growing but has this kingdom mindset that he's, he's concerned with more than just King Jesus Church but with the greater body of Christ. And it's obvious that these other pastors trust you and love you, brother, mm-hmm. and and therefore, I believe God is really uh, giving you almost a kind of mantle of leadership that will bless this community far beyond King Jesus Church, and and that, those two things really stood out to me today as as, as really encouraging. Yeah. James, 
I was extremely encouraged, um, even from the Bible study last night to the conference today. Um, it is very, very clear to me that many of the pastors here um, in Bosega, Uganda, know the Bible. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, our teaching is really to supplement a lot of what they know. Um, and so it's really, really good to just be able to come alongside them and nudge them in areas that they may not know as well, mm -hmm. but to just uh, be a support to them as fellow yokemen and mm -hmm. um, as brethren uh, with the same gift and calling. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Pastor Brad also just did a wonderful job unpacking, you know, what it means to preach expositionally and, and what it means to you know, preach uh, line by line and precept upon uh, precept and um, just unpacking that reality of what does conversion look like, real conversion. Um, believe it or not, that's that's even an issue in America. Um, and uh, but but I think he just uh, laid it out really well. And I think the people really walk away encouraged and. I, I would also agree that, you know, the, the fact that uh, a pastor um, like Pastor Raphael can pull this together without competition or the sense of competition among the brothers mm -hmm. is really, really phenomenal. And mm -hmm. I think that says a lot about the unity mm -hmm. of the churches and the pastors here. That would be a difficult issue in some church communities in America, I know mm -hmm. for sure. But the fact that it's taking place here is extremely encouraging. Amen. 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 And I think, uh, you know, as we look at that, we have that song that we sing, probably all of us in our worship services, you know, hallelujah, all I have is Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, so many times in America, that's not all we have. And we try to supplement it. And it's been encouraging. I know for me, as I've come over and over to Pusega and been able to see these believers, the word is truly hidden in their heart. Um, and it comes out of their mouths. It comes out of their lives. And you see them live that. And they really can say, all I have is Christ. I hide his word in their heart because of the richness of his word. And what an encouragement to just hear these pastors and to hear these leaders speak the word of God just openly and with clarity and with passion. And you know, our hope, Pastor, from the very beginning mm -hmm. was that these churches too would, would grab a hold of their responsibility to care for the poor and the needy and the vulnerable and the orphan and the widow. Mm -hmm. And so that it wouldn't just be King Jesus that's mm -hmm. reaching out, but that ultimately it would be the whole church. And my day was a little bit different and interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I chased around town for a fan for the church and for a table and uh, really learned a lot more. I always know this, but you know, America is a very task oriented culture and other cultures outside of really Europe, Western Europe are relationship driven mm. cultures. And it just really highlights again what we're doing, right? Yeah. We're building these relationships yeah. and, and, and giving the word of God and building relationships with vulnerable children and orphans so that ultimately that we can share our lives and share the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. And so I just, I'm reminded of what Paul said in Philippians. I thank my God in all remembrance for you always in every prayer of mine for all making my prayer with joy. Joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day in and out. And so here we are in Busega, partnering with these churches for the sake of the gospel to the vulnerable. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. If you want to partner uh, where you are in the United States today with what's going on here in Uganda, sign up for the Run for One. You can run 
Run at one of our five places, or you can sign up to run where you are. For more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can always email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow as we end the week in Uganda for the Defender Podcast.